Previously on the Simply Human podcast. Yeah, I, I think, you know, if, if we, what, what's made all this possible is being a direct-to-consumer brand um, because we're not selling it in Macy's or Bloomingdale's or Target or places like that that take a lot of margin um, within the distribution of the product. We sell directly to the consumer on our own website. Um, we're actually able to, to pass a lot of the savings back to the consumer. So if you were to go buy organic 10 years ago or fair trade 10 years ago, it would have been uh, pretty expensive. But all of our products are basically the same price as Gap. It's episode 219 of the Simple Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Richard. Two human beings. We're not going to call me Richard. Mark and Rick. <laughs> Two human beings trying to be human. Our goal is no, to help being human. Being human. Being human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can certainly be more like a human today. On today's show, it is Dr. Ronnie Rudrani Bannock, MD, healthcare entrepreneur and founder of Envision Health NYC, and she focuses on nutrition for eye health and how the things we eat can benefit our eyesight, not just short term, but also for long term. We have a great conversation with Dr. Ronnie about uh, diabetes in the eyes and <laughs> sleep and the whole night vision and the whole, like, it, it was basically was a 30-minute conversation of me, like, just asking her questions of things that I was just curious about, just personally. Mark is summarizing this because on Monday when this uh, interview <laughs> took place, I was trying to get my laptop uh, to work. Uh, it was not working uh, real well. And you were very calm about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got this laptop. It is, uh, let me, if I may, hijack uh, crosstalk here. Okay, please. It is six years old. How are you, Rick? I'm good. <laughs> this laptop is six years old. Which in laptop years is a 1,000 years. He's the Methuselah That's of laptops. That's the first point that I'm going to make here. <laughs> okay? I'm not asking this laptop to make the calculations to send Apollo 11 to the moon. I'm asking it to turn on. And, and go to the internet. To the internet <laughs> and... Pretty much that's it. That's it. We're not like running any like, I'm not Uh, running any complicated algorithms. Any graphics. Any like, yeah. uh, yeah. (laughs) I'm literally just asking for it to go to Google W. I'm asking for it to go to HTTP colon backslash backslash www.google.com <laughs> that's it that's all you got to do i'll yeah. take care of there's the no large files you're working with like <laughs> no i'm not doing any powerpoints yeah. and building any like large scale presentations oh. I'm not doing any graphic arts just go to the internet that's it and then just go to the internet. and then the i think one of the funniest points about all this is i at one point offered i was like listen if you need a new laptop i can help you out and as you were typing out what are you gonna send me eight dollars i wrote back like i'm sending you like one nickel of your of your of your dues <laughs> health iq finally paid and gave us a check for eight eight dollars and 14 cents so uh this has been a constant struggle with this laptop uh and i recently within like probably the last like three months 
I did a bunch of uh, internet searches. Uh, granted, these internet searches were all done on my phone because the internet don't work on a laptop. And it told me that, hey, you got to replace the battery, man. You re- replace the battery. So I bought a new battery. Did you? Was, were you talking to your phone in like a dark alley? Like what was? Yes. Hey, listen, man. I got what you need. <laughs> I got what you need. So I bought a new battery for the laptop. Oh. And it worked terrific. Oh, okay. It was it was like magic. It was the 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 magic pill. Good. So uh, the laptop works. We recorded several podcasts with it, uh, and just so you guys understand, kind of the, the the setup. Plugging into the laptop is like a very 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 small mixing board, and then into with the, the mixing that I, board that I is, bought for you with you did with a uh, health IQ funds. <laughs> <laughs> that, we never, that, we, IQ bucks. that we never that we never got like shroot bucks <laughs> from uh, the office oh okay and then anyway. into the mixing board is my uh headset that's got my microphone and whatever and so um uh, it worked perfectly uh for like three or four show uh, more than that probably five or six i'm not sure so did you get that <laughs> more little than three or four did you get like five or, five or six? six did you get that little thing <laughs> that you sent me are you plugged in and then your phone uh, right now you know i do what? Are you plugged into with your phone with that little adapter? Hey, deal? listen, we're getting there. All right, okay. okay. Not cart ahead of the horse here, pal. Sorry. sorry. So, um, uh, the, the laptop worked perfectly. I turned it on last week. I uh, got some new internet service, so that's how I add that to the Add that to the, bra- like, oh, add that to the bragging montage. You turned. <laughs> yeah, I got tur- new internet No, you service. no, you turned on your laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was perfect. So, Mark, uh, uh, you know, typically we record Monday nights at like eight, uh, eight o'clock, eight o'clock central. And so, just uh, I'd had problems before. So, I at like seven fifteen Monday, I was like, all right, I'm gonna turn it on, make sure everything's working, just just to make sure. And at seven fifteen, it gives me this like I turn it on, and uh, it gets the part. It's a Dell, uh, so they're never gonna sponsor us. <laughs> You don't say. So I get to the point where I plug in my password, and it gives me a blank black screen. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? And so finally, like, I hold the power button down for, like, 30 seconds. I finally get to the point where, like, it's logged me on a Windows. But then it says that the administrator, who is my... You? Oh. This is, well, well, this is... Kind of a deal, peeling, but peeling it, the curtain back. Uh, peeling the curtain back a little bit. It's my uh, about to be ex-wife, and so my administrator is her, and the administrator <laughs> has turned off Wi-Fi, which I don't even know why you would do that, and I know that she hasn't done that, and so like the computer has like done something like this, and so I text her, and I was like, "Hey, listen, what's your password? I got to log in," and she's like, "When I got to log in, when I Careful. Just, just give me the password. You can reset it after I'm done. Like we'll be over and done with. So I get her password. I log in. I fix the Wi-Fi connection to like where it will accept the Wi-Fi connection. Um, and then, uh, and this is like the interview is long past. This is like two hours long, right? right. And so the interview is way over. I had a great interview. So good. Oh, I'm sure it was terrific. I'm sure without me, it was really, really good. You didn't make fun of me once during the interview. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, yes, uh, yesterday or was the day before, I am like, all right, I'm going to try to figure this out. 
because Mark and I are going to do the our part on Thursday night. And so I turn this thing on and it gives me the wildest screen ever. It just, I say the wildest screen. It's the opposite of the wildest screen. It's just a black screen that says like, Hang on, let me uh, look up the pictures. But, and, but there, and there was a picture of a of, of a hand with a middle finger up in the foreground. Was <laughs> that part of the, the screen? Blue Windows screen that says like, "Sorry, buddy, we've encountered a problem." Blah 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 blah. blah. Please hit me with a sledgehammer. Oh my gosh, I wanted to hit this thing so hard. So, uh, let me scroll back through my pictures here. Uh, it, oh, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's it my dad's me. birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> I sent that to him, by the way. <laughs> so uh, it sends me a picture, or it sends me a picture. I take pictures of this. It gives me a black screen that says, <clears throat> zoom in here, no boot device found. Press any key. To reboot the machine. What does that now, let me, even mean? Let me tell you. Yeah, I got a boot for you on my foot. <laughs> Smash. I've got I've got a lot of knowledge on a lot of random things. Oh, but computers and technology, not one of them at all whatsoever. So I start Googling on my phone, like, you know, Bragger. Dell Inspiron 7537, no device found. And it's like all these nerds all over the internet. Oh. They're like, oh, I like doing the nerd talk. I can't I believe understand. you even have that computer. But one of them said, when you get to that, when you reboot the machine, just ha- just repeatedly hammer F12, and you'll get to the diagnostics screen. And so I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. So I do that, and it gets to the diagnostics screen. <gasps> like, All right. And it gives me this message on the diagnostics screen that says, hang on. You have been given bad advice from a Nigerian prince. <laughs> it says no hard drive detected or disk controller not supported. And that's the point in which I was like, you know what? I don't think this is worth it. I, I, I don't think I don't know what I'm doing here. And so I just start mashing buttons. But like I could never get it to come back alive. So I do. And if you follow the show, which the three laptop of you issues. Do. Yeah, which both of you do. The laptop issues for me have gone on for like a year plus, right? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, I am like, I wonder if there's a way that I can do this, like Through plug the mixer phone. into my phone. Well, I'm an iPhone guy. I have to bragging montage. And so I just Google. We need to do uh, another bragging I- montage. <laughs> iPhone lightning to USB because that's how the mixing board plugs yeah. into the computer. Just a simple USB. Well, I find I feel like such a stupid idiot. I find like on Amazon a $12 thing at like USB to lightning cable and that's how we're recording to you now. Hold on. So you've got your phone yes. connected to that mixer and that's what you're yes. talking That through. is exactly right. That's, a, so, that's amazing. It's going right through my telephone. Great. Alexander Graham Bell is very, his mind is blown. Uh, I could have taken, and I feel like an idiot because I could have taken this laptop. I could have taken a sledgehammer and literally a year ago. I want to dis- I want to physically, please. I want to do like office space. I want to destroy this. Take thing. it to the shooting range for th- and and shoot it with your nine millimeter. I don't carry nine. 
What do you carry? A uh, 380? I don't know. <laughs> in general, I don't carry anything. <laughs> you? What do you carry? I, I, I mean, I have a 40 in my desk oh, drawer okay. that I never put on. <laughs> Here's a funny story for you. Okay. Related to that. So one day, me and my partner, we go out to lunch one day. And there was a follow-up. Uh, we, we we were looking for a specific, like a, a a girl who's run away from home, and we think she's with some unsavory characters or blah, blah, blah. Well, we go to lunch, and on the way back from lunch, she's like, hey, swing past those apartments that are over on, you know, such and such street. I want to see if uh, she, you know, anybody, you know, see if anybody's got any questions. Well, we pull up there, and this girl walks right around the corner <laughs> with this dude, and I have no gun. <laughs> Because I never put it on. So you pull out your and throwing it, knives? <laughs> yes. I'm like gathering pebbles in the parking lot to throw at them. And uh, my partner's like, where's your gun? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oh, shoot. It's in my desk drawer. <laughs> the dude that she's with has like $500 cash and a bunch of meth with him. Oh, and Lord. Uh, and like, he's kind of getting sort of squirrely. And I'm like, oh, God. I've got to make sure that I got to start taking my gun. And my <laughs> He's so like, what are you doing? And I've got my hands in the pockets. Police, uh, police approach like, eh, it'll be fine. You just have like, you're wearing a jacket and you have your hand like through the, your pocket, like with the <laughs> finger. <laughs> Listen here, pal. You make one move. I got a gun. Get blown <laughs> my pocket. <laughs> oh man oh. well that's good well this sounds great so screw the computer and let's just okay. do this i agree congratulations screw the computer i have no reason to hang on to that computer i'm going to throw it into a wood chipper tomorrow oh that's great that's so fun it's probably not good for the environment though um i got i'm getting you a birthday present your birthday's coming up i'm getting you an ed Belfour uh mug <laughs> shot <laughs> uh. okay listen for those of you who are not aware Ed Belfour is one of the greatest goalies in the history of uh, hockey. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Oh, definitely Hall of Famer. I think he's third or maybe fourth on all-time goalie wins list. Won a Stanley Cup with the Stars in 99, and he was an integral part. Uh, When I say integral, I mean he was the guy. Like, uh, (laughs) Won the Conn Smithens. Smythe. Conn Smythe. He didn't win that. uh, Joey Neuendijk won that. Yeah, I was was literally just about to settle. How do I remember that? Did you just recall that off memory? Yes. How? Like, wow, that is really bizarre. <laughs> I mean, yes, Joe Newendike won the Conn Smythe in 2099, but well, it probably should have been Belfour, but whatever. Uh, he is a dude who enjoys his party. <laughs> uh, like a year or two after so, they won the Conn So what is he, he like 50 now? Like a very, very, he was arrested at a very, very fancy place in the Dallas area, and he bribed the cops with quote a billion dollars <laughs> uh and he was doing some wild stuff and he was real not sober so now, what is he like probably 30 at the time oh in 99 was yeah, he probably, yeah, probably yeah. right around and so now yeah, he's 50 he's in his prime yeah now he's so he 50 probably like well now like uh, in his retirement age he's uh, he's come up with like a uh, the Belfour like label of whiskey, a distillery. Oh. And all the, I want, I want this to be on record. I have no proof of this, but I, uh, it's the truth. When they announced he's going <laughs> to come up with his own distillery, I was like, oh boy, that's not going to. Yeah. <laughs> now it's his well, job. <laughs> a few days ago, <laughs> he was arrested, uh, drunk and disorderly. 
Yeah, right. and, and, and uh, listen, he was uh, drunk on whiskey in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Jeez. Like, uh, how, Party city. How drunk you got to be to be arrested for drinking too much whiskey in Kentucky? Where, right? And where the cops are drunk on whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't fully read all the stories, but like he was like going kind of ape-ass, <laughs> like at a hotel with a curtain rod and a whole bunch of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, listen. Uh, his 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 statement that he released through his distillery, oh <laughs> is a really funny sentence, was very, very heartfelt. He okay. said something like, "Hey, listen, uh, I uh, I'm still trying to figure, you know, in my career, my intensity uh, <laughs> serving well. Uh, sometimes uh, my moderation has uh, been lacking, and I'm still trying to find that balance. I really appreciate him saying." It. He's still trying to find his balance. <laughs> At 50. But let me tell you, the balance is not like riding around on a <laughs> curtain rod <laughs> in a hotel. Bribing, <laughs> bribing cops with a billion dollars. Oh, that always, that one in uh, the Leon Smith Maverick story, yes. that always. Uh, well, I got to tell that. I can't just. Well, hold on. Well, let's tell it in uh, the outro. Let's get to Dr. Okay, okay, Ruff. okay. We'll do okay. the interview, and then we'll tell okay. the Leon Smith, the basketball player none of you have ever heard of, yep. who was drafted by the Dallas Mavericks in like 2002 or three. Here is the interview. It was so good. I'm so happy. And also, here's a little, uh, we already have her booked again for June. Like, oh, she's sweet. coming back on. Here she is. Is it um, Rudrani Bannock? Yes, that's actually perfect. Well, um, it's okay. That's if anyone ever mispronounces your name, then they're just <laughs> they're trying too hard. Like that was just, and then you just go by Doctor. Actually, so, so I, I I usually go by Doctor Ronnie, Ronnie, just because I think people remember that easier than Rudrani. So yeah, yeah. Well, very cool. Okay, so we normally speaking of computer issues, so. My co-host's computer, he, I'm in West Texas, and he is in the Dallas area, and his computer, like, died tonight. So, we normally have, like, recorded an intro, so we will record the intro later. So, we're just going to pretend like we've already, like, I've already kind of read your, uh, your kind of standard intro. Um, uh -huh. But let's just get right into uh, kind of the Cliff's Notes version. Let's hear it from you. You kind of give us your background in your own words uh, and kind of, you know, how you got to what you're doing today. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and and, we're, and we're recording. Yes, we're going. Oh, yes. we're recording. Okay, yeah. okay. Great. So, um, yeah, so I actually, I went down the traditional medical route first. So I went to medical school. Um, I did a residency in ophthalmology. I even did a fellowship in neuro-ophthalmology. And I was practicing pretty much standard uh, medicine for most of my career. I was in a faculty um, uh, at an academic institution, faculty member. I was teaching. I was seeing patients. I was doing research. But, um, but something was, was, was missing in my, you know, in my career, and I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. And it wasn't until I started to have my own health issues that um, that it really kind of dawned on me what was missing. And, and, um, and so my own health issues really um, uh, focused on, on migraines and, and uh, all the symptoms that go along with migraines. And, um, and I, it got to be pretty debilitating. 
And I tried all the medications out there. I was put on multiple prescription medications. Nothing was working. And finally, I decided to take med um, matters into my own hands. And I, um, I looked into alternative ways of treating migraine. And what I came across was that there's, there's a lot of research out there on natural ways to treat migraines. Uh, that includes supplements, uh, some botanicals, lifestyle changes, which are critical. And none of my doctors had ever talked to me about this. Huh. And it was really shocking to me that once you know I started implementing some of these changes, my own symptoms started to get better after two or two or three years of having daily headaches. And so, you know, this kind of really made kind of um, made me realize the importance of what we're eating, our nutrition, and how it impacts our health. And also, um, in terms of our lifestyle, you know, what are we doing to our bodies and how can that impact our health? So uh, ultimately, my entire career trajectory changed. And instead of um, staying in full-time academics, I decided to branch out on my own. I opened up a private practice. I still teach once a week and I still do some research, but uh, but I have, um, you know, I have the flexibility now to incorporate some of these important um uh, nutritional approaches and lifestyle approaches into my practice as um, as it has to do with eye health. So, so that's my story in a nutshell. So, are, do you live in? Is it? Do you live in New York? I do. I live in New York City. Yes. What? Which which part of the city? I mean, not like your address, but like, are you in Queens <laughs> or man, like which yes, borough? Yes, I live on the Upper East Side. Very um, cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So, how long have you lived up there? Is this? Did you like? Yeah, how long have you lived up there? So, um, so we, we, I've lived in multiple other areas of New York city, but uh -huh. yeah, here in this location about six years now. Wow. Very yeah. cool. My, yeah, my brother used to live in Queens and, uh, we just, we love going up there and we love visiting, but you know, the, uh, us crazy Texans, you know, it's like, yeah, oh, we can't take this big city life for more than about a week. <laughs> nice and then, to visit, but yeah, not to live. Right, right. right. <laughs> but man, New York City is like one of my favorite all-time places in the whole world. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I've lived uh, elsewhere. I've lived in other parts of the country as well. But I think for me, New York City is its home. I think it's home base. It's always where I think I'll end up um, yeah. ultimately. Cool. Okay. So I know there's like all these talking points that I was sent over and I want to talk to all this stuff about eye health because I'm very interested in this. Uh, but I do think it's an interesting how, uh, and we talk about this on the show all the time. And, and if, you know, the, the simply human lifestyle is looking at the ways that humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and manage their stress or like enjoy life is another way that we say that. And it's like, I think it's interesting that, that humans think that we can disconnect ourselves from like the natural way of things like i was i was the example that i use is like the like the moon cycle for for example like the moon cycle affects the ocean and that mm -hmm. we think that it doesn't affect us in some way you know like it's just like for us to like be so arrogant <laughs> to think that what we do doesn't affect our health and so and we never talk about our eyes and this is another another thing and i, I want to get into like the whole like blue light like yeah, white light, all that stuff and how it affects your sleep and everything. But just from a, from a muscular perspective, your eyes have muscles in them. And a lot of people don't realize this or they just kind of forget about it. And mm -hmm. our bodies are designed. If you think of, okay, uh, you know, the, the amount of light sunlight that your eye is supposed to be, you know, and, and when light is really bright, your muscles are in your eyes are really working hard, right? To keep the, the, I guess these at the aperture or whatever, the lens open so that a lot of light can get in. Well, when you have 
an unnatural light cycle, when you have like lights on all the time, you're overusing those muscles and eventually those muscles start to break down. Is that, I mean, that's kind of, I've never like read like an iBook, but that's just mm-hmm. kind of my yeah. like, I, I, that's just kind of common to me. It's like, of course that would happen. Is that true? Does that happen? Um, so in, in a sense, yes. Yeah. So, um, so basically we have muscles outside of our eyes that help us move our eyes. Right. So you know, whenever we look in different directions, we have six muscles that are responsible for that. We also have muscles inside the eye that control the pupil size. And I think that's what you're referring to with mm-hmm. the aperture. So, yes. um, and that pupil size is constantly changing. And then we have another muscle also, which helps us focus. And so that's, um, that's always kind of um, active because whether we're looking at distance or intermediate, like the computer or up close, that muscle is constantly shifting. Uh-huh. And so um, definitely when we're focused on a particular distance for a prolonged period of time, it can definitely cause eye strain or eye fatigue. Um, it's, you know, it's a very common symptom and some people call it computer vision syndrome. Some people call it uh, digital eye strain, but, you know, kind of that, that constant, you know, focusing at the screen for, you know, with that blue light coming at you. So yes, there is that fatigue um, issue, but uh, I think you're also referring to uh, something that is, um, it's a little bit uh, more kind of connected with the brain in terms of how light impacts um, our uh, our general health and our circadian rhythms and our sleep-wake patterns. So the eye, the, the back of the eye is called the retina. And the retina has many different layers of cells. And there, some of those cells actually project directly to the pineal gland in the brain, which is deep, deep in the center of the brain. And the pineal gland is what controls our sleep-wake cycle. And so, you know, we're supposed to get certain wavelengths of light during daylight hours. And, you know, that tells our brain to keep us awake. And then when we don't get that light, uh, we're supposed to go to sleep and rest our bodies and our brains. And so when we're exposed to constant light, you know, whether it be a computer screen or whether it be an overhead fluorescent or a CFL light, um, you know, that can really interfere with our sleep-wake cycle. And uh, there's many studies that have shown that, you know, people who are exposed to these wavelengths past, you know, a certain time period, um, really have trouble falling asleep. Uh, so, so that's really the concern is, you know, is, you know, how, how long are we exposing our eyes to light? And also then there's that eye strain, you know, issue that I talked about before. So, yes. So let's dive into that. Cause this is something when I give like my sleep talk and I'm talking to people about sleep, the first thing that, that comes up is like the whole light cycle thing. And I, I, uh, I have these, you know, the, the ridiculous like welder safety goggles, those UVEX mm-hmm. goggles that are that goggles. They're like just glasses that block out the white and blue light. I, I have a, like when I go anywhere away from my home base, cause I have my sleep environment set up. I have like the mother-in-law plant, the snake plant next to my bed. I've got, right. uh, you know, no technology in the room whatsoever. No TVs, nothing like the bed is a place to sleep. The bedroom is a place to sleep. There's just dark. We have blackout curtains. I, so if I go anywhere, the sl- if like the sleep mask is my number one, I have one of those mindfold sleep masks and that's mm-hmm. just not something that you can like run down to like the gas station and buy. So if like, I forget that, Mm-hmm. we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. And so, so let's kind of talk about, and the way that I talk about it is like, you know, when you're out in the wilderness, I'm like, I'm taking my kids camping the, the, on Friday night this weekend. And like, we're going to notice like when you're out camping, the, this, the light in the sky from the daytime, like the brightest, bluest, whitest light of the middle of the day from the time that the sun goes down, it's a, it takes a really long time 
and that in that time, two things happen to the light. It changes color and the and the lux or the brightness changes. And and that is signaling, I guess that's the pineal gland is being signaled through other things to start really doing all the stuff and this cascade of things happens for you to go to sleep and then you sort of naturally fall asleep. And when you're just like watching T V until midnight and turn the T V off and lay down and you're like, Well, I have insomnia, I need I need to take sleep mm-hmm. medicine. Like yeah. that's the problem. So can you kind of explain like the sleep cycle, am I am I off on any of no, that? You you said it beautifully. Actually, I couldn't have said it better myself. Sweet. So the sun emits different wavelengths of light. There's UV light. There's visible light, and part of that is blue light. And the blue light, those particular wavelengths, which are between you know, if you want to get a little technical about this, it's between 400 to 500 nanometers in length. That's cool. blue light. And so the sun emits. It's probably our greatest source of blue light. And um, as the day progresses, so morning, we tend to have the most blue light exposure by the sun. And as the day progresses, that amount of blue light kind of decreases and then other wavelengths take over. And eventually the amount of blue light decreases and signals our pineal gland to go to sleep or tell our brain to go to sleep. Right. So um, so that is absolutely true, what you're saying. Um, and then our, all this artificial light. So, you know, each light source that's, you know, artificial will emit a certain wavelength of light. And most indoor lights are usually be, are slightly on the longer end of the blue light spectrum. So let's say like 560 to 570 or 575. But that's that light will still prevent us from going to sleep. Huh. Um, now, I do want to mention this because I know some some people have always have asked me, you know, is blue light going to actually harm my eyes? Is it going to cause me to go blind? You know, is it going to kill my retina? And the answer is no. Um you know, most artificial blue light is slightly longer in wavelength, not the the shorter blue light is like 400 to 450. Right. And most uh, devices don't emit that kind of light. So I think we're safe in that respect, but definitely it can impact our sleep. And I love what you said about the mask and, you know, having um, blackout shades and, and getting rid of any kind of light source in your room, even like an alarm clock. Right. Uh, if you're going to have any kind of light in the room, if you need a night light, get something that's red or orange right. rather than or even stay away from green even because um, because even some of the green bulbs can have a little bit of blue in them. So so um, what you're doing is fantastic and, and uh, you're kind of the, um, you know, the perfect example of someone <laughs> who's taking all the, the proper um, precautions, right. you know, to sleep well and, and to get restorative sleep. So, so does, the, uh, does the night shade or the night shift on the iPhone... You know, because I, I always like, because I was doing this stuff like long before like Apple came out with the night, the night shift. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I'm, I'm telling people about it. And I'm like, what does night shift do to your phone? It does two things to your phone, right? It changes the color and the brightness. And I was like, do you mm-hmm. see the connection? So is that, is that effective? Is that good? It can, I mean, oh, I have night shift on. I can still look at my phone all night. Is that? So it does block out the blue rays but you know there's the stimulation is still there so yes you can use night shift and and theoretically you know go longer into the evening hours with your devices um there's a there's an app that i really really like um there's a couple of apps out there that block out blue light but there's one in particular i really like because it, it's very it actually does more than just block out blue light it's called iristech.co iris and, uh, i-r-i-s-t-e-c-k.co um T-E-C-H dot C-O. T-E-C-H. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I think, I think that's what I wrote. That's not, maybe that's not what I said, but I th- this what I, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah. Iris so, so it's, you know, you can do like a, you can download it to your phone or your device, your, your iPad or 
other tablet. Um, it's free for, I think, two weeks, and then you have to pay a subscription for it. But it's very, you know, it's very, um, it's not expensive at all. Um, and it's just a one-time fee. And what it does is there are actually nine different settings. And even beyond that, there are other settings you can add on. So depending on what you want, you can block out all blue light. And when you do that, or or all the wavelengths are close to blue light, it actually gives your whole screen like a reddish tinge. And it's much more soothing on the eyes. So if you're, you are going to use your device into the night, try to get that app. Try it out. I mean, I, I love it. It's I know $15. Yeah. It's a one-time yeah, fee reasonable. of $15. Yeah. Very reasonable. Um, so that's a great way to do it. And then there are other modes on that, oh, on that computer. That, sorry, that's the Iris that Tech like little commercial that just started time. playing like when I was scrolling through it. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't just like some show I'm watching while we're doing the interview. Like that was the well, Iris I didn't know we, whether we had another person joining yeah, us. Yeah, that was Iris, <laughs> iristech.co's uh, commercial. So anyway. Yeah. Yeah, and then you can also, there are other modes also. So I think you can do like healthy modes. So during the day, it'll adjust the light according to whatever time zone you're in. So it's a pretty smart app. Um, it'll do all that for you automatically. And then um, there's also like a movie shift mode. So just play around with it. It's actually, it's a great, great app. Cool. Um, yeah, definitely. We'll put that in the show notes. Uh, and then the other, like, of course, I have three like kids between the ages of six and 10. And so like uh, candlelight is an ideal uh, at nighttime with the kids, but for like, I guess the last like six or seven years, we have like the artificial, like, uh, flood, like candle lights, like those battery powered lights that we'll use. And, uh, um, like we have those, uh, the lights, the smart lights that you can make like at night, you know, we've got them strategically mm -hmm. placed Yeah, change the, the tone the, 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 to more orange and real dim. It's like a kind of a yeah. campfire feel. And it's like, if yeah. anybody's ever gone camping and you're sitting around the campfire and you just like, you can't keep your eyes open. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, it, the, you know, the, the, the other part of this is like, there's four like kind of natural sources of light. There's sun, the moon, the stars and fire. And all of those things are like, if you think about like fires, like orange, red, like when you go into like a spa or something, there's like, it's dim. Like we know this inherently that like, like flame and that kind of color is soothing and all that. And it's like, but we still have these, these fluorescent lights on at night, which is like, mm -hmm. and I, I say this, I, I talk about this in my sleep talks too. It's like, uh, I think the brightest full moon is like half of a Lux. Mm -hmm. And like, in like the, a, a typical day is maybe like 80,000 to a hundred thousand Lux. Is that how they brought it? Mm -hmm. So like the brightest full moon is like half of one. And there's like an average, like family living room is like 50. So you're being mm -hmm. exposed to like a hundred times, what brighter light than you're ever designed to be exposed to after the sun goes down and then and then expect why your hormones are all out of whack and you can't go to sleep and you feel like garbage in the morning because you haven't slept good and then that it's just this death cycle if anybody ever asked me okay of the four pillars eat sleep move enjoy where do i start to me sleep and like in controlling that light in, in the evening is like i don't know is that's the most important thing because if you're not sleeping good nothing else is going to work I agree. I agree completely. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, what is like, I know we talked about the, we may have already talked about it, but in your opinion, like what's the number one thing people should like do or the step they should take for like optimum eye health? Mm -hmm. So most eye diseases happen because of something called oxidative damage, which basically I won't get into the science of it, but basically, um, you know, our cells are, are exposed to certain, um, 
oxidants that that harm them and they it can damage our cell membranes it can affect our dna it can cause aging and, and all kinds of things so basically to promote eye health if you're going to do one thing and uh it may, it may seem easy but it's, <laughs> it does require a little bit of effort is to have a diet that's very rich in antioxidants yes and so so what that means is a colorful diet so plant-based foods and various different colors to provide you with those antioxidants your eyes need to stay healthy to avoid cataracts and glaucoma and macular degeneration. So a quick tip that I give people is, you know, we most, most of us eat, let's say, three meals a day. So that's, that's you know, 21 meals a week. Um, have a different color with every meal. So in the course of a week, you're going to get your reds, your oranges, your yellows, various shades of green. Sneak in some purples there, some blues, some blacks even. And if you have that that diversity, that rainbow of colors from natural foods, not Skittles or anything. Oh, man, you, you literally just read my mind. As soon as you stopped talking, I was going to be like, so Skittles, you're, you just named Skittles. And you beat me yeah, to it. Yeah, Very well done. Yeah, my, my daughter would love it if I would let her get her rainbow that way. Right, right. It's not going to work that way. So, um, yeah, so, so just have that variety. And, and as long as you maintain that, um, you're providing your eyes with the the protection that they need to fight against that oxidative damage. So. Yeah, one thing I know, like being in the city, uh, New York City, there are like surprisingly like large amounts of very like high quality like vegetables and produce and stuff uh, grown. Yeah, I know I went. I mean, I, it's wonderful. So, and of course, you can get it from like Whole Foods, but there are some great farmers markets yes. all through the city. Um, so it's it's really wonderful. You know, there are local farmers who come like Thursday to Sunday. They sell their their uh, their products, and it's it's you know we're very fortunate. Yeah, there I went to a coffee shop in I guess it was in Queens, and like on the roof of this coffee shop, this is like this garden, like this huge mm -hmm. garden, and it's like yeah. man, this is crazy. So um, there's also uh, things called like community supported agriculture, like a CSA. And yes. we do that out here. And that uh, one of the great things about you mentioned like variety and getting new stuff like it is really easy as humans, you, you know, we like routines. And so it's easy to just kind of go and buy the same things, you know how to cook the same things and you just don't have to learn something new. Well, with the mm -hmm. community supported agriculture, would you sign up for that? You can just like Google that, like find one near me if you if you're mm -hmm. if you're interested. Uh, and basically you're paying like upfront for for vegetables for the whole year and like it's great because like you just get the box you just get vegetables yeah. and you might be like what is this exactly and then you've got a strange stuff yeah. you've never seen before and it, and it not only forces <laughs> you something with it yeah it, like, it not only forces you to like to, to have some variety and it's all different colors and all that other stuff but also kind of like well i'm gonna golly now i got a youtube like how to what is this thing and how do i make this and then you're like wow this is really great now you've learned something new and then your brain is uh, benefiting that for, as well from the neuroplasticity side of things. But um, so anyways, yeah, so that's that's awesome. Um, why why do so many kids have glasses nowadays? Is that is that like, does it? It is. So it's it's becoming, you know, in many countries an epidemic. And it's, it's an epidemic of what we call myopia, which is nearsightedness. And, you know, there's some, there's a lot of work being done to figure out, you know, why is this happening? Because, it, you know, the numbers are just staggering in terms of how many kids are myopic these days. And, you know, there's some theories out there. And, and some people think that it's because kids are not spending enough time, time outdoors. Huh. And, uh, you know, they're doing mainly stuff indoors, which is up close. You know, they're focusing up close. There right. are those eye muscles that we were talking about before are constantly working. And it causes the, the their their eyes to change shape and get longer, that leads to myopia. 
So, um, you know, so they're, they're doing some big studies out in Asia where myopia is really a huge epidemic, more than in the, in the U.S. And, you know, just kind of looking at the time spent outdoors, what kids are doing, what their activities are. And some of these um, studies are actually using drops to try to prevent that constant, that, that eye muscle strain that could be triggering this myopia. So, um, so, you know, my general suggestion is make sure your kids go outdoors and, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, they're also the rise in, in screen time, even with our kids. So, um, our kids on average, most kids spend about six and a half hours a day in front of a screen. Wow. That is just mind boggling yeah. that our kids are doing that. Um, you don't want to know how many hours adults spend. In front right. Of yeah. Don't. Yeah. If you really want to uh, uh, make yourself sick, do like a, a time study on yourself, uh, and see how much time you're spending watching movies and stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, so maybe, you know, we'll see, but I think that's going to ultimately be, um, the cause, the root cause of this epidemic and the solution is to basically spend less time indoors looking at things up close, but what do you, where do you think nutrition's role in, if any, in the myopia stuff, do you think? That 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 you know, kids with you know just eating a lot of you know processed foods. You think that has anything to do with it? And you can get the blood vessels, the inflammation, things like that. So I think kids have a lot of resilience in terms of their you know their tissues, and so fortunately, even though they may you know abuse or <laughs> I shouldn't say abuse, but um, not treat their their bodies very well, we we as parents don't always you know monitor them as closely. Um, it it. Um, they have this kind of capacity not to have some of these issues happen. And then when they get to be adults, that's when these things happen. So the diet kind of catches up with them. So, um, so in America, many people are on this diet called the sad diet or the standard American diet, um, which is lots of processed foods, uh, simple sugars that cause spikes in blood sugar, spikes, spikes and troughs in blood sugar and unhealthy fats. And so, um, you know, uh, as, as people kind of get older, this diet will, will cause um, possibly diabetes. It can cause high blood pressure, heart disease. And, you know, these are all vascular issues and vascular issues ultimately affect the eyes also. So people lose vision because of diabetic retinopathy or high blood pressure affecting the eyes. So it's important to teach our kids early um, how to eat a healthy diet, a balanced diet, like I was talking about, lots of colorful fruits and vegetables, but also healthy fats to stay away from those processed foods or, you know, have them in moderation if you're going to have them, you know, as a treat maybe, but not as kind of a staple and, um, and stay away from sugary drinks, um, you know, things like that. So I think, um, there's a lot we can do, uh, in terms of teaching our kids good habits early on to help protect their eyesight later in life. And a lot of people also, they always ask me, you know, is it true that carrots are good for your yeah, eyes? Yeah, the, the whole Bugs Bunny yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, yes, there is absolute truth in that. I mean, there are a lot of things out there that are myths, but this is one thing that's absolutely true. But carrots are not the only thing that are, you know, the only vegetable that's good for eyesight. So carrots have vitamin A, and vitamin A is an important vitamin for um, the light cycle in our retina. And without that, people will have night blindness. So yes, we need that vitamin A, but we can get it from other sources also. For example, any kind of yellow or orange um, fruit or vegetable will probably have vitamin A in it. Even leafy greens have lots mm. of vitamin A. So like spinach, kale, broccoli, these are also rich in vitamin A. So again, if you have that you know rainbow in your diet, then you'll, you're going to be getting all these nutrients. I know we joked about Skittles, but what about 
uh, the serial tricks. Oh. That, that's also very <laughs> colorful. Is that in the, okay? It's just a double whammy. It's yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Processed yeah. and sugar. grains. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you mentioned this. Uh, you mentioned the diabetes and eyes. So, like, I have. Uh, you know, I know people who are diabetic and they're doing the eye whole eye injection thing because their eyes are starting to explain what's going on. The way that I that I had it explained to me one time was like when there when there's glucose in the bloodstream, your body can't uh, uh, you know get rid of the I guess a, a lack of a better term the toxic levels of of glucose in the bloodstream that it, that it it like starts damaging the small blood vessels, which is like feet eyes mm -hmm. is that what's going on like what's going on in the eyes with diabetics yeah that's that's actually what happens is so so prolonged high glucose in the bloodstream what it does is and i'm simplifying things a little bit but right. what it does is basically we have these tiny little capillaries in our eyes in our retinas that supply the retina and um the glucose kind of attaches to the to the capillary the, the inside of the capillary it makes them leaky and so the capillaries start to leak out fluid and protein and blood into the back of the eye. And that's not supposed to happen. Right. And when that happens, people can lose vision. And so it's kind of, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of leaky gut syndrome. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, so it's, it's really a leaky eye syndrome wow. uh, is the way I like to look at it. So, the, you know, this hyperglycemia or, or high glucose levels in the blood, ultimately, it's not going to happen overnight. This is something that happens over years of poor glucose control. So if you've just been diagnosed with diabetes, it's possible that you've had poor glucose control before the diagnosis for quite some time. So make sure you see your eye doctor um, probably within a couple of months of diagnosis, get a baseline checkup just to make sure that you don't have any what's called diabetic retinopathy because it can be so dis de debilitating, so disabling if it's not treated. Um, some changes are reversible and some changes are yeah, not. That so, was my next question. Yeah. 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 So maybe, you know, I'm not sure with, you know, the people, you know, if, if they, you know, what stage they're at, but right. it does get to the point where people do need treatments. And unfortunately these treatments are invasive. Um, you know, they're, they're, uh, injections into the eye, various different medications, or even steroids to try to control that leaking. But that's really the point of treat treatment is to stop that leakage of fluid out of these capillaries. And I've heard it explained like two ways. One is like the glucose is like little tiny shards of glass that's like doing damage like that. And then the other, the other way I heard it explained was like that it's molasses. What do you like? What, um, what, like what, which one of those is correct? Or if, um, if either it's, it's so it's it's not sharp. It doesn't cause like sharp, you know, that kind of a cutting damage. Yeah, like a, yeah. Um, and it's not quite like putty. What it kind of does is it weakens the wall, and then it makes these little kind of like out pouchings of the wall of the capillary. So imagine like you have a smooth capillary, and all of a sudden you got a little bubble in it, right? Like a little blister on it, and then that blister is not it's it's not strong, and then it starts to leak from that area. Uh, okay. So um, kind of think of it like that, like yeah. a little balloon in along the capillary that's not supposed to be there. And then that's what's leaking. Huh. That's super interesting. Um, and I can't believe we're coming up on 30 minutes, which is, uh, which is crazy. Um, so I wanted to give you a chance. So I know you've got um, Envision Health NYC. Like talk about yourself. Where can people find you? You have a website. Like where can people find you online? Oh, sure. So, so my website's a great way to reach me. Um, if you have any questions about eye health, um, I do offer 10 minute uh, complimentary phone consultations. So even if you're, you know, anywhere in, in, in the, in the U S or even in the world, uh, we can have a quick conversation and, 
And, um, you know, sometimes patients, you know, they, they do want to come see me just to get a, a full evaluation. I'm happy to do that. And then I have, um, I'm pretty active on social media also. So I have two Facebook groups. One is Envision Health. It's also called Envision Health. So please feel free to join. Uh, we talk about all kinds of eye-related conditions. I talk about nutrition as well as diabetes, glaucoma, macular degeneration, all of that. And, um, and then I also have another Facebook group uh, focused on migraine. So I do a lot of migraine therapy. Um, and so we talk about natural ways to manage migraine. And then I'm also on Instagram. So I'm pretty active on Instagram. So um, that's uh, like dr.ronniebannock on Instagram, right? Yes. And yeah. then I've yeah. got that in the show notes. And then the website is... Uh, it's my full name. rudronniebannockmd.com. So and then what was the uh, what was the name of the Facebook group that does the migraines? So it's called Eye on Migraine. Eye on Migraine. A little pun there. Eye on I got Migraine. It, I got it. That's um, good. And then uh, if anyone in your audience, if they're interested, I'm writing a book on macular degeneration. So basically nutrition and lifestyle to prevent macular degeneration. And my book is scheduled to come out in March sometime. Very so. cool. Yeah. Well, let's see. Oh, gosh. It's not even February yet. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what's the name of the book? Do you know yet? Uh, <laughs> I I have it narrowed yeah. down to two titles, so it's I think it'll either be the macular degeneration prescription or um, I don't know. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, something about lifestyle and nutrition, but I, I have to talk to my publisher about. Yeah, that, I was. So. Yeah, awesome. Well, let me know like whenever it goes uh, out, and we'll I'll I mean, I'll buy it, and then we'll get a link, oh, and we'll send it all so out, much. and all that. I'll so send you a copy. Oh my gosh! Very cool. Well, yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll send uh, Jimmy my uh or the podcast team that you're working with my address and uh if it if you've got a if you've got a copy to spare i would love to read it and promote it so uh, and then okay then i've got um one last question yeah i was trying to think uh, if i'd asked you everything uh one last question we ask all of our guests and this doesn't have to have anything to do with anything we talked about but it goes along with the enjoy life like a human uh pillar and that is what is something that you do uh to make life more enjoyable or something that you enjoy about life Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of a single thing I do. I mean, I, I love dancing. That's my kind of creative outlet. But um, but one thing I would say is I try to nourish every part of my being. Yeah. And what that means is basically take care of my body, take care of my mind, and take care of my spirit. Very so good. What I kind of dancing? I do salsa. Oh, cool. Do classical Indian called Bharatanatyam. So oh, it's man. two very different kinds of dance forms, but I've been doing them. Well, one I, the the Indian I've been doing since I was fourteen, and the salsa I've been doing for I think like twenty twenty five. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. So whenever I uh, email the podcast, the booking folks, my address, uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask because you are such like you know we just talk, basically talked about the eyes. And I feel like you are uh, a wealth of knowledge in like kind of the whole, the whole, right. So like just eating, sleeping, moving, like the whole thing. So I'm going to see if we can maybe get you back on, if you're up for that. Uh, I would love to. Yeah. Okay. And that way, Rick, my co-host can be on because I think he would really enjoy talking to you too. And so maybe like in the summer or something, we can get you scheduled uh, back on and have you, Mm -hmm. have you on part two. Um, If you want, I mean, you can just, uh, if you give me your um, email, I'll send you a copy of my book. Also send you like a PDF. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool. Okay, this has been like one of the things I love about having a podcast is like I'm just very like personally interested. Like, so I just got a free like uh, thirty minute 
just here are things that Mark is interested in, <laughs> like learning about. <laughs> so uh, this has been awesome, Dr. Bannock, Dr. Ronnie. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. And I really appreciate your time. And sorry, it took me a few minutes uh, oh, to no get going worries, here. Oh, no so. worries. No worries at all. All right. No well, enjoy worries. New York. Thank and, you uh, so much. And I love, what, I love your approach. I love your, your philosophy and your message. So. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'll shoot you an email. Uh, just here, if not in the next few minutes, uh, tomorrow, and we'll get everything ironed out. Okay, wonderful. Sounds awesome. great. Have a good Thank one. You. All right, you too. Good night. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. Okay, that was great. Uh, she's really super smart, and uh, as you could tell, that's just like, I'm asking for a friend, like, uh, <laughs> What about this and this? And she's just, she was. It's really like fun. when you have an expert cornered, like at a party, and you're like, hey, while you're here, I've got a thousand questions. Like, right. I got this thing right here. Can you look at it yeah. real quick? Yeah, like, exactly. It's always great to talk to an expert about something because then you can, like. Well, yeah, you and know, it's like, and, and, and how have I earned that right? I bought a Behringer mixer on on Amazon. <laughs> you know, like, it's <laughs> the only thing that I've done. And I have, like, oh, I'm the host and producer of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I had to tell you this. So I did the most stereotypical thing. I don't know if that's the word I want to use, but I was yeah. at a local coffee shop the other day on my Mac produ- producing with my podcast. With your uh, black rimmed glasses at a coffee shop Pro- with your Mac? Producing a podcast on my Mac. Like, is there anything <laughs> like... <laughs> uh, were you wearing a scarf? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I so I like anyways, like I was gonna ask you so you hijacked crosstalk, but I was gonna ask you like what is the most like stereotypical thing you've ever done? Maybe we can save that. Stereotypical thing I've ever done? Yeah, like like okay, living well, into a stereotype. Easy easy as possible. Oh, okay, okay. So when I used to work in patrol, uh there was and I'm not Far, Farva at all. About a half a mile from our precinct building, whatever you want to call it, like I'm on NYPD Blue. There was a donut shop. And we would all go there. We would all get off at like six a.m. and we would all go there at like five thirty. And like most of the time, like we wouldn't eat any donuts. We would just hang out in there because it's right down the street from the station. Like all right, but it's well, like the no, that is perfect. Just and people it. would walk in Ooh, like every build, morning, every time bacon. we hung out there, which is all the time. And there's like six cops in there, and they would walk in and be like, <laughs> "I guess what this is true." Yeah. And and sometimes I'd be eating a donut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is pretty classic. Yeah. Tell the Leon Smith story. Okay, I, we've teased them. You're gonna have to clean some of this up. We uh, teased them 15 not, minutes not, ago. Not like, like, like. You're gonna have to clean some of this up, fact wise. Okay. I don't um, remember what year it was. Had it been the mid 90s? Oh no, no, no! It was way past that. Really? It was like because the influx of uh, high schoolers in the NBA started with Kevin Garnett, which is like mid to right. late. 90s. So this is maybe like ninety nine, maybe ninety eight, okay. probably. The Dallas Mavericks selected this player named Leon Smith out of high school, and I, uh, I don't want to make light of any of his issues. Uh, apparently, there were many, but uh, the big kind of talk. Uh, about that time was like, you know, Kevin, Gar- the, the Timberwolves selected Kevin Garnett, and he was just this basically an instant superstar who was, you know, 18, 19 years old. And so all these NBA 
teams were like, hey, we got to, you know, get young guys, young guys, young guys. And uh, uh, there's a, a Kobe a whole, was the whole next. host. Well, Kobe was one of them. Yeah. Uh, and he was he, it, one of the few at that time that panned out. But there's a, a huge long list of guys that were selected straight out of high school that like you never heard of. Yes. Yeah. Man, the. the if, man, I just if you think about the life of a pro athlete, Jeez. it is like not for and, an and give yeah, give that to an 18, 19 year old. It's a Mike Tyson. The 18, 19 year olds who who can do that, it's 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 amazing. If you think how stupid right. you were, 18, 19, if they give you uh, if you're you know, here, here's travel to all these awesome cities and also here's like several a million, million dollars. Several million yeah. dollars. But the Mavs drafted this guy named Leon Smith. And he had a very public breakdown. Um, if I recall correctly, the police were called. <laughs> red flag number one. Uh, I'll, I'll the, count the red flags. Yeah, he was one, in the street of two, a residential area. Three. Throwing uh, rocks in the windshields of cars. Four. And he had um, his face, like, face paint on. Five. And when the cops responded... He had told them that he had taken like a hundred Tylenol six and that he was an. and this is the part that short circuits me the most because his lack of history is just stunning. He was an Indian seven sent to America to kill Christopher Columbus. Eight, nine. <laughs> so he's a time traveler. Ten. But I don't know. God. Have you seen the Delante West stuff? Oh, that makes uh, no. I haven't, but man, you I've seen like I saw that. a video like a couple of years ago. He is. I feel legitimately terrible for him, yeah, because his whole NBA career got completely sidetracked because he had sex with LeBron's mom and Seriously? screwed the whole thing up. Is that is that true? Oh yeah, he had sex with LeBron's mom. Yeah, yes. Oh my. I mean, I don't know for sure. I wasn't there, but like you were in the room. <laughs> okay, so speaking of kids and movies, <laughs> very very quickly, I have to tell you this just very quickly, and then we'll wrap it up. And we have a, a guest. We have we're recording on Monday. We're we're booked out through like May. Um, so Jen was out of town last weekend, and so Dad is in charge. Saturday, we went to Cracker Barrel and ate pancakes for breakfast. Heck yes. And we watched Rockies 3 and 4. Okay, 3. Uh, 4 is with the Russian. Right. 3 is the clubber line. 3 is where he does, uh, he uh, fights uh, Mr. T. Hulk right? Hogan and then loses to Mr. T. Apollo Creed trains him in the in like Southern California. And he learns Apollo Creed's way of fighting, and they run on the beach. Yes, and, and then the they dumbest jump. scene yeah, in uh, movie history. So my my ten year old had the audacity <laughs> to laugh at me and laugh at the tears on my cheeks when I was Mick, just about to say when you said laugh at me, I was like, you must have cried. When you? Mick dies at the end of the club, the first Clubber Lang fight, <laughs> I have tears running down my face. <laughs> My daughter is laughing at me. Like, what is she, a sociopath? How are you not crying at this? So, but Hunter, my six-year-old, just sat there and just loved it. And Rockies are like, there, there's no cussing. There's no like sex stuff. I mean, it's just other than the running on the beach. 
<laughs> Other than that, it's for, it's pretty they clean. Hey, Mark, they don't like roll around and have sex <laughs> on the beach. Yeah, <laughs> they pretty pretty much. But no, it's just, not pretty much. <laughs> but those, they don't like roll around and make out and like, oh, okay, man. Yeah. Oh, they're just happening? running on the beach. Yeah. And, then it, <laughs> and then it turns into the Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio bear, bear scene. <laughs> <laughs> so then, so then, so, <laughs> so then Sunday morning. My six-year-old, my six-year-old son. We're getting ready for church, you know. My six-year-old son comes up and he's like, "Where my? I want to wear my Nike pants to church." And I'm like, "I don't know where your Nike pants are." So I go find them, and they're they're in the bottom of the dirty clothes, and they smell like they've been at the bottom of the dirty clothes for for a couple of days. I throw them in the dryer with the dryer sheet for like ten minutes. He basically wore his pajamas to church. You're welcome. We just skip church altogether. <laughs> oh man okay we got to wrap this up uh we got a lot of fun guests coming up hey um, listen it's it, this this the, the 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 first part and then the, the this next part this last part it's been crazy because we haven't talked i feel like we haven't talked you and i in like ages god like a couple month of weeks and a half at yeah, least yeah we took a bunch of time off for Christmas, so anytime Mark and I like we get together, and we it's been a while. I didn't get to it's like all over the, the place. Things. It's like a ping pong yeah. ball, like all over the place. I did, and I didn't even get to the uh, one up. This I was going to ask you about. Tell a story involving door to oh, door to door solicitation, and then tell oh a story God. involving a weather. Okay, okay, event. okay, okay, okay. No, okay, no, no. Okay. But we're going to save that. We're going to save that. Yes, yes. Save. I've that got these two the at the top. By the way, I love one up. This. Yes, it's I've, the best card game ever. But I've like, got it. Save that for the next one because, boy, do I. <laughs> Door to door solicitation. I, I sold insurance door to door with Steve. Was that the Steve thing with you and Jackson? No, 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 no. That was just my, I, my very first job when my ex-wife and I when we moved to Ohio. The first job I could get before we married. But don't tell the story. I can't tell it now. I know. Don't tell it. We don't have time. I know. But I'm just saying, okay. I sold insurance door-to-door, so okay. there's your tease oh, for the man. next episode. Okay, that's a great one. Okay, so that is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast. And remember, how drunk you got to be to be arrested for drinking too much whiskey in Kentucky. So until next time, enjoy.